Happy day, Rosso Garcia with Why Jesus. Why should Jesus be important in our lives? Or why is Jesus important in your life? That is what I typically can ask myself on a given week, depending on what it is I'm going through. But I kind of feel like it's a question that everyone can ask themselves. So, welcome. I am excited to be with you and share with you something I have learned in the week as I've been reading and kind of thinking about the lesson that I've been learning. And so we are doing the Come Follow Me manual today for the week of August 16th through the 22nd. And the title of it is A Principle with a Promise, and it covers Doctrine and Covenants section 89 through 92. And so, for all of those that are new that may not know, I am not a scriptorian, I am not a professional podcaster, <clears throat> I am not any of the things that you would expect where you feel that you might find perfection. Not going to happen. I am simply someone that wants to share what enlightens me, helps me make good decisions in my opinion, and helps me get through the toughest days regardless of what's being thrown at me in this chaotic world. So I thought maybe if I share that with somebody, somebody else may feel the same way. So that is the only purpose for this, uh, literally. And so, yes, lots of mistakes, lots of probably background noise that I wish and wouldn't want you to hear. Dog, cats, um, people, I just, you name it. I've listened to a couple of the podcasts thinking, okay, I don't know if that... How how bad was that background noise that I heard while I was doing this? And sometimes it seems minimal and I feel like it's okay. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, people. I don't know that I can go back and redo the same to make it less, um, you know, whatever interruption might have happened. And so... I, I don't redo them most of the time, so I apologize. But yeah, just know that you're not going to get perfection from this. It's just simply sharing something that is important to me and hopefully somebody um, that is looking for something um, important that brings them closer to Jesus may find this of worth for them. So, okay, so this section... Uh, previous two sections that I've done, uh, previous podcasts recently, I did the one last week that ended on August 15th, and that talked about um, Jesus being the light of the world and how the, the degrees of glory that we are going to go to after Judgment Day have a law given unto them and we have to be living the law 
that we will be assigned to go to because that is where we belong. We cannot go to a place where we didn't live the law of that place based on our earthly life and so forth. So it's going to be a glorious destination um, based on how we lived our life here and whether we lived the law of that destination or not. So bottom line, it talked about Jesus and Heavenly Father wanting all of us to make it home to them to the highest degree of glory, which is a celestial kingdom where they personally will be living. And in order to get there, we really have to work hard at living the law of the celestial world. And that is the entire gospel, having a the strongest valiant testimony of Jesus Christ and of service throughout our whole life and enduring to the end, um, helping those along the way to the very, very end. Um, and just, you know, they'll be the judge of how big our effort was. But bottom line, we are destined for a glorious eternal life on the other side after this that we honestly have to prepare for. I mean, I want to live a better life than I currently have here. And I need to work on that. Uh, and so this is something that we can all strive for that kind of gives me hope and strength to endure. So I hope it does the same for you. And so bottom line, this last section uh, that ended on the 15th and the July 5th are the same topic. But the difference was that the 5th was not as detailed about the degrees of glory that we're going to live. And the 15th was just, can you visualize a father and mother just wanting to give their kids the best in life, wanting them to be better than they are and be the most that they can be and get out of this world um, in a good way to help themselves, help their families, and, and help those around them. I believe all parents want that for their own children. And so in the August 15th one, Heavenly Father opens his heart to you and I and truly tells us of the degrees of glory and how much he wants us to get to where he is and why and what we have to do to get there. And even though it's telling us all the things we have to do, you feel of his love for you and I. You feel how he wants you to be there just like our parents, like us parents want our children to be with us. Um, you know, sometimes we thought, oh, they'll be good when they get going in their life and go to college and get married and they're out of the house and we can have some peace. Well, the reality is when they get married and have children, we want them as close to us as possible and we begin a new way of looking at them and 
new desires to be with them forever and being close to them, be able to see their children and spend those precious time seeing them grow. We want the absolute best for our children and we get to feel that on the August 15th podcast as I read uh, Doctrine and Covenants 88 for you. It was fabulous. And so I hope you get to feel that by going back and reading. But this one talks to us about some of the things he wants us to experience in our life, physical life here on the earth and how he wants us to treat ourselves and and how he wants us to be able to this is like a a commandment with a huge promise and blessings that we will get here on the earth there's only a few commandments that give you a promise if you live them and this is one of them and I'm so thankful for his guidance and wisdom and guess what it's so relevant to what you and I are going through currently in life that is amazing how he is preparing us for what is coming up in our world irregardless and this was like given many years ago um, and but very relevant to us today so he is perfect almighty and just wants us to prepare to come back to him so I this section covers Doctrine and Covenants 89 through 92 and the topics are the word of wisdom is a principle with a promise second one the first presidency holds the keys of the kingdom next all things shall work together for my good and then it talks about a faithful saint called Vienna Jack Jacks and just relevance as to how you and I can become faithful in living our lives and this is a good example of her of uh, someone in, in our time that we can learn to be more like in spirit and so I'm going to start. So this um, Come Follow Me manual is from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And you can buy a physical copy at Desert Books and a couple other places that it's not, they're not coming to mind. Or you can download the app for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and do a library search for Come Follow Me. And it will take you to the week they are currently on. And uh, you can just read whatever week you want. The last way you can look at this is on the web, lds.org, lds.org. Library search for Come Follow Me, and once again, find the week uh, that you want to look into. So this one starts the summaries. I love the summaries. So we're going to start with the summaries. It says, 
In the School of the Prophets, the Prophet Joseph Smith taught the elders of Israel about building God's kingdom on earth. They discussed spiritual truths, prayed together, fasted, and prepared to preach the gospel. But there was something about the atmosphere that might seem odd to us today. And it didn't seem right to Emma Smith either. During the meetings, the men smoked and chewed tobacco, which wasn't unusual of the time. Uh, but it stained the wood floors black and left the strong order in the air. Emma shared her concerns with Joseph, and Joseph asked the Lord. The result was a revelation that went far beyond smoke and tobacco stains. It gave the saints for generations to come a principle with a promise, promises of physical health, wisdom, and great treasures of knowledge. So... Let's see here. We're going to, um, I'm choosing a couple of, well, just two of the scriptures from this section that mentions that. It says, given for a principle with a promise adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints who are or can be called saints and shall find wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures. So uh, this is saying, you know, this is for all of us. Um, it doesn't exclude the weakest among us. Um, and so we're going to go into Doctrine and Covenants um, 89 to read what this the word of wisdom is a principle with a promise. It says, when elders in the school of the prophets first heard Joseph Smith read the word of wisdom, they immediately tossed their pipes and plugs of chewing tobacco into the fire. At that time, the word of wisdom was considered more of a caution than a commandment, but they wanted to show their willingness to obey. Perhaps you have already tossed from your life the substances the word of wisdom warns against, but what else can you learn from this revelation? Consider these ideas. So uh, we're going to go and kind of break down a few things here about the Word of Wisdom. But before that, I want us to know what the Word of Wisdom is. So it says, um, let's see here. The Word of Wisdom. Okay. So... It talks about the things that um, the prophet Joseph Smith received um, about how we should treat our spiritual bodies. And so that says, your body is a temple, a gift from God. You will be blessed as you care for your body. Choose to obey the word of wisdom. When you are obedient to this law, you remain free from harmful addictions and have control over your life. You gain the blessings of health of a healthy body and alert mind and the guidance of the Holy Ghost. You will be prepared to serve the Lord. Never let Satan or others deceive you into thinking that breaking the word of wisdom will make you happier, more popular, or more attractive. To care for your body, eat nutritious food, exercise regularly, and get enough sleep. Practice balance and moderation in all aspects of your physical health. 
Also avoid extremes in diet that could lead to eating disorders. Do not intentionally harm your body. Avoid dangerous activities that put your body at risk of serious injury. Do not drink coffee or tea. Never use tobacco products or, or any form of alcohol. They are addictive and harmful to your body and spirit. Being under the influence of alcohol weakens your judgment and self-control. Drinking can also lead to alcoholism, which destroys individuals and families. Avoid any drink, drug, chemical, or dangerous practice that is used to produce a high or other artificial effect that may harm your body or mind. Some of these include marijuana, hard drugs, prescriptions, or over-the-counter medications that are abused, and household chemicals. Use of these substances can lead to addiction and can destroy your mind and your body. Addictions harm your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. They damage relationships with family and friends and diminish your feelings of self-worth. They limit your ability to make choices for yourself. If you are struggling with any type of addiction, seek help from your parents and your bishop. Now, your emotional health is also important and many affect your spiritual and physical well-being. Disappointment and occasional sadness are part of mortal life. However, if you have prolonged feelings of sadness, hopelessness, anxiety, or depression, talk with your parents and your bishop and seek help. In all aspects of your life, seek healthy solutions to problems. Do all that you can to safeguard your physical and emotional health so that you can fulfill your divine potential as a son or daughter of God. So what I just read to you is called Physical and Emotional Health, and it's um, found in the For the Strength of the Youth, pages 25 and 27. So that is the advice given to young people, young men and young women in the church. And it's very detailed, as you can see, on how to treat our bodies and mind um, free of alcohol and drugs and tobacco and um, teas and coffees and anything that's addictive and to live in moderation, exercise in moderation and check your emotional balance, you know. If you're too, too sad for too long and we need help type of thing. And so I like how clear that was. Um, and so the, the, the word of wisdom itself um, is just, um, and let's see if I can just read those first first section of that and so now we can go back and answer the question here it says um, Doctrine and Covenants 88 includes several promises um, see verses 18 to 21 and let's go see what you think about those promises it says so this is the actual revelation the other one was a description in detail for the use um, says here, and all saints who remember to keep and do these saints, walking in obedience to the commandments, shall receive health and their navel and marrow in their bones, and shall find wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, 
even hidden treasures, and shall run and not be weary, and shall walk and not faint. And I, the Lord, give unto them a promise that the destroying angel shall pass by them and the children of Israel and not slay them. Amen. So that is the promise. I don't know about you, but, you know, the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge and to receive health in the navel and marrow in the bones and to um, just walk and run and not be worrying and we will not faint are great blessings. But to me, the icing on the cake is the destroying angel shall pass by them and the children of Israel shall not be slayed by them. What a great promise. I don't know about you, but that sure sounds fabulous in this chaotic, confusing world we're living in right now. Um, and so it says, consider, you know, how those promises, what those promises mean to you. Uh, and what does that teach us about who the Lord is, God is? And then verse 4, I found very interesting here. It says, Behold, verily does say the Lord unto you, in consequence of evils and designs which do and will exist in the hearts of conspiring men in the last days, I have warned you and forewarned you by giving unto you this word of wisdom by revelation. So he is giving us this word of wisdom clear back in the 1800s as kind of a something for us to follow. But he is warning us and forewarning us that in the last days they will be conspiring men willing to destroy us if we don't live by these principles. And so totally relevant to the fact that many of us that suffer from addictions um, to alcohol and drugs and tobacco and, um, you know, the hard drugs, anything addictive, even to exercise and sugar and fast food, um, you know, just uh, pornography anything and everything that's addictive it's touched on by this word of wisdom that we needed to stay away for our physical and emotional health and spiritual health and so that was given to us as a warning forewarning as to the last days and I can certainly tell you and probably you are more aware than I am, I'm sure, maybe to higher degrees than I am. When we talk about the devil just and how people sell their souls to the devil for money, uh, where we see just these big agencies that are meant to serve us, take advantage of us, want us addicted to their products, want us addicted to everything because that's business for them. That's money for them. 
and a lot of us make the mistake and don't consider that maybe fast food addiction or you know uh, soda addiction or whatever it could be chocolate addiction whatever we don't consider that to be as bad as drug addiction or you know alcohol tobacco or anything like that but the bottom line is that we are still in bondage to those things those things are still keeping us from being our best self not to the same degree but we need to consider and ponder on that because a lot of us don't look at that as a problem and it is a huge problem as well um, and so just know that we are in Satan's world and in his world bondage reigns lies deceit destruction so any way he can get at us to destroy our minds our spirit our body he's all over it and he does that so well with music pornography the drugs the alcohol the tobacco uh, video games you name it it's all over in every way shape or form he is a king of bondage that is where he wants us to be uh, for us to lose the agency the true freedom that God and Jesus Christ gave us to choose where we want to live in the next life we will choose what degree of glory we will live in based on where we lived here and how we lived here so don't forget that Satan is dominant dominant in this world and anything I mean you know there's people that live on medication for their entire life and uh, I feel so sad so sad that we don't know where to find the knowledge or the wisdom to help ourselves in a different way than just going the route of you know sometimes these so-called experts when we know that some of these so-called experts are some of these evil people talked about um, evils and designed and conspiring men in the last days there's a lot of those in our world currently they want us in bondage they want us to lose our freedoms and if that's not clear to you I don't know we need to work hard at staying close to Jesus Christ to be able to discern the true evil among us and know that it's being sold to us for our benefit and it could be but we just need to make sure we research educate ourselves look at both sides of the pros and cons listen to people on the pros and cons that what they've lived through decide which side you're going to choose and then take it to God and ask I decided to do this and is this right for me or not and God knows us better than anyone he knows our bodies he knows our mind our spirit he knows what can cause more harm to us than anyone he is the true expert and he will guide you because you are his child 
he wants you to make the best decision that is going to take you back to him where we will find true peace um, and life everlasting life with him and he knows that destroying angel is here to destroy us and he's going to try to deceive us and make it look like it's all for our benefit so we have to have to have to go to God go to Christ Christ paid the price for you to have this choice to choose regardless and you can choose whatever he's not going to force you to anything He's not going to mistreat you for choosing something different. Unlike how the world is treating the people that are choosing not to do the same that they are doing. That is not God's way. That is Satan's way. And so just know, just know that you will have to take those major decisions to God. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let them ask of God who giveth, giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not but let him ask him faith nothing wavering okay so do it do it I know that we have um, great people that are serving us that are good that are kind but there's also very evil people out there that dress in sheep's clothing and want to look the same way but they are conspiring men just like the scripture says and that was a forewarning a long time ago so the only way you and I are going to dis, um, discern is by going to God so I'm going to leave it at that it says here think of the revelation as a principle with a promise enduring truth set and guide decision making not just a list of do's and don'ts what principles do you find that can guide your life on this verse this verse says given for a principle with a promise adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints who are and can be called saints so anybody can receive uh, the blessings of this um, word of wisdom if we choose to follow it. It says here, modern prophets have also warned of harmful substances and behaviors beyond those mentioned in this word of wisdom. And um, we read what some of those are in the strength for the youth that I read for you. And then I read I am going to read, uh, let's see, back in the day in the Old Testament, the book of Daniel talked about uh, Daniel and his friends before Nebuchadnezzar, uh, they decided not to drink of the meat of the king and the wine of the king, and instead to just eat poles and water and after 10 days the king and their servants can tell the difference between the the youth and how Daniel and his friends had more knowledge and energy and wisdom than the other young men and and women that were there that partook of the meat and wine of the 
king. And so, you know, this is something that goes back long, long ways. From the beginning of time, God told us to treat our temple or our bodies like a temple. And here's a scripture that says that. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a prize, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So our body is a temple, and we should not defile it with any of those things that we have been warned with um, in the word of wisdom. And so I am going to, let's see here if I can. Um, the actual, I'm going to read you the actual uh, revelation as it was given to Joseph Smith, not all the other clarifications they made, but here it says, A word of wisdom for the benefit of the Council of High Priests assembling in Kirtland and the Church and also the saints in Zion to be sent greeting not by commandment or constraint, but by revelation and the word of wisdom showing forth the order and the will of God and temporal salvation of all saints in the last days. Given for a principle with a promise, adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints who are or can be called saints. Behold, verily thus saith the Lord unto you, in consequence of evils and designs which do and will exist in the hearts of conspiring men in the last days, I have warned you and forewarned you by giving unto you this word of wisdom by revelation, that inasmuch as any man drinketh wine or strong drink among you, behold, it is not good, neither meat in the sight of your father, only in assembling yourselves together to offer up your sacraments before him. And behold, this should be wine, yea, pure wine of the grape of the vine and of your own make. And again, strong drinks are not for the belly, but for the washing of your bodies. And again, tobacco is not for the body, neither for the belly, and is not good for man, but is an herb for bruises and all sick cattle to be used with judgment and skill. And again, hot drinks are not for the body or belly. And again, verily I say unto you, all wholesome herbs God hath ordained for the constitution, nature, and use of man. Every herb in the season thereof, and every fruit in the season thereof, all these to be used with prudence and thanksgiving. Yea, flesh also of beasts and of fowls of the air, I the Lord have ordained for the use of man with thanksgiving. Nevertheless, they are to be used sparingly. And it is pleasing unto me that they should not be used only in times of winter, or of cold, or of famine. All grain is ordained of the use of man and of beasts, to be the staff of life, not only for man, but for the beasts of the field, and the fowls of heaven, and all wild animals that run and creep on the earth. And these hath God made for the use of man only in times of famine and excess of hunger. All grain is good 
for the food of man, and also the fruit of the vine, that which yieldeth fruit, whether in the ground or above the ground. Nevertheless, wheat for man, and corn for the ox, and oats for the horse, and rye for the fowls, and for swine, and for all beasts of the field, and barley for all useful animals, and for mild, mild drinks, and also other grain. And all saints who remember to keep and do these saints, walking in obedience to the commandments, shall receive health in their navel and marrow in their bones, and shall find wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures. And all shall run and not be weary, and shall walk and not faint. And I, the Lord, give unto them a promise that the destroying angels shall pass by them as the children of Israel and not slay them. Amen. So you can see the revelation here is totally different wording. It is God, our Father, speaking, telling us how he wants us to take care of our physical health with what he provided for us on the earth and what to stay away from. But the modern prophets and apostles have made that very clear based on what is being offered currently in our world. And so um, what a great promise in this word of wisdom. And, you know, about conspiring men, I'm just going to give you a little example. I thought about this and I... It just came back to mind, so I thought I'd share it. Earlier this week, I um, I am a prevention prevention specialist um, here in the county, and earlier in July, we knew that there was going to be the tobacco industry was trying to pass to um, maintain the the high nicotine percentage um, in tobacco and any form of it um, keep it high uh, where it's addictive for anybody that ever tries it and so with that they were going to ensure future generations to be addicted for the rest of their life to tobacco and so you know we parents and agencies have the um, power to bring them down by simply voting against them and showing up when we need to show up when they're trying to pass these laws. And so um, I was told someone that's in the industry that they gave him numbers, and I'm just going to generalize, uh, that the first time um, they met to try and pass this, um, the tobacco industry came in with something like four, uh, I don't know if I want to call them votes, but like four, um, you know, uh, people reinforcing why, you know, they can do this. And the opposing side came in with 40. And that had never happened apparently in the tobacco industry where they we're not expecting opposition. So I guess we, as parents and agencies, have not shown up when it matters. But this time we did. 
but that was not the last time to vote on this. So the tobacco industry left knowing they were going to have to, you know, up their game. And we knew they were going to up it to win it. So they came back to the next round and they showed up with like 400 and, you know, I don't know, 50, 450 uh, votes, if you want to call them. And we, the people, the agencies against them, at that point, we were under 200 points. So clearly they came back ready to pounce on us and take over to keep the nicotine high in the tobacco products. But we had 10 days to rally at the final meeting. And in those 10 days, Davis County agencies, parents did the work. They emailed their senators. They told them that nicotine needed to stay at 3% or lower and never ever go higher in order to keep people from being addicted to these products. And at the last meeting, the tobacco industry stayed at the 450 and we, the people, came in at like 880 votes. We doubled up the efforts of the tobacco industry. I heard that this has never happened to the tobacco industry. First loss in the entire nation for the tobacco industry. And it happened here in Utah. We, the people, can change the world that is trying to force this horrible things on us. We have the power. And clearly that defeat to one of the most horrendous addictions out there that have taken the lives of so many family and great people was here to try and ensure addiction for our children, our great-grandchildren, and further, they were defeated. Thank you for everyone that fought and won. That law goes into effect September 9th. Just weeks after it passed, it's in effect. That's how we need to fight people. God gave us that right to stand up for what is right. And so we defeated some of these conspiring men that we were forewarned against. So let's do it in other areas, shall we? So just wanted to, let's see, finish up this section where it says, the first presidency holds the keys of the kingdom. So the first presidency we know as a prophet and apostles in the last days. And can I just tell you, yes, they hold the keys of the kingdom of God here on earth. They have the right to guide us and direct us in these last days. We need to heed their guidance and their counsel. And bring everything to God our Father because we are so different. None of us is the same. Even though we may hear it from the prophet 
and it's a good thing that we hear from the prophet, you still can and should, by all means, take it to God and say, I am willing to follow what the prophet said because he is our prophet that leads us and guides us. But this is what I've researched on this and this, and this is how I feel. And based on this, I'm feeling like I'm going to go with the prophet um, and tell me if I'm wrong. If there's something there that is going to affect you personally in a different way that is going to affect your neighbor, your uh, God will reveal that to you personally. So not everyone is going to just should follow just without confirming with God because even though it may be for the majority it may not be for you and it's not that you're trying to go against the prophet it's just that God knows you personally and may have a different a slightly different uh, you know way of doing what you are being asked to do and that's all so let's make sure that we listen to the prophet and the apostles and confirm with God before we go and do what we want to do and that way we are assured that we are on the path to get back to them uh, because the world is not going to show you the way back to God the world is definitely not going to show you what's best for you. I'm sorry. I've lived long enough in my life that I went to experts and experts let me down time and time and over again. And I, it's okay, they're human. They're going to make mistakes. But I learned that I as a parent know my child better than anyone and I learned that I can go to God, my father, uh, research, figure out what the experts are saying, make a decision, and then go to my father in heaven and say, should I do this or not for my child? My child is suffering from this and that. Should I give the medication that the doctor is offering me? And can I just say, thank God for revelation. I learned that these experts have limits and are only human like you and I. And, you know, a lot of the stuff is like a cookie cutter thing meant for everyone, but none of us are the same. So what works for one does not work for everybody. And so bottom line, thank God I've had those horrible experiences that have taught me not to rely on them, but to rely on God to give me the answers for health for my children and for me after I've researched and considered the pros and cons and uh, you know have tried everything in my power to do the right thing for my kids God will direct you just know and so yes absolutely this first presidency or the prophet and apostles are here to guide us but we still need to confirm with God individually um, and, and finally, this says, all things shall work together for my good. And, you know, the saying that says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yes, we learn from our mistakes, just like I just 
give you the example that I learned by relying in the experts like I was taught to do. I learned that I should not do that. My kids' health was in jeopardy because they had different needs than what the doctors were telling me or what they were used to treating or how they were used to treating other children. I needed to learn on my own how to help my children's health and use that part of the conventional meds that is very useful, use it when needed, but not solely rely on it. And so I, you know, all things that we go through in life will work together for our good if we are seeking to learn and grow and come before God our Father to help us. And it says here, ponder any experiences you have had that testify of the Lord's promise uh, consider uh, sharing that with a family member or loved one, maybe someone who needs reassurance or encouragement. If there are blessings you are still waiting for, ponder what you can do to remain faithful as you wait to see how all things shall work together for your good. You know, sometimes when we're in the middle of those horrible things that are happening to us, we don't see God's hand right away. But sometimes after the fact is when we look back and you go, oh my gosh, how did I miss that? God was with me every moment of the way. And you know what? I just learned so much from that that I'm glad I went through that because I learned so much from that. And, you know, I have my own experience, I want to say, and I'm not trying to change people's minds with my experience because my experience is very different but once again I was just taught recently uh, I had COVID and I asked the questions on how they were going to treat me and it was all just going to be fluids and rest and I said no there's some therapeutics stuff that you can give me to make this less um, you know less painful for me or less um, to lessen the effects of it um, and no it was not offered to me um, and the only options offered to me were the most high paying ones where you know instead of going to a place where they can just read um, oxygen level they referred me to emergency to have that read um, because they're the ones that could send you home with a little oxygen meter versus the other people they didn't have it to send you home with it they only had it at the highest pain place um, I, I just my whole experience with that just was less than favorable I did not feel that my health was the main concern I felt like money making sure that I was going to pay or that I was paying the highest price. <laughs> you know, instead of getting a therapeutic that was going to cost less, I got the highest pain that was in the thousands. So I'm just telling you, thank God I went through that. That it showed me how 
the system, and I'm talking the system is set up not in the best way for everybody, but the people, the doctors, the caretakers and the hospitals, they're doing the best they can. God bless them for the work they're doing. It's not them, it's the system that they have to follow. So I sure hope that you don't come back and feel like you need to dart me with what it is I'm saying in my experience, but I truly walked away from that feeling like the system could care less about my personal health and what it is I have to say about my own health, um, that it just sent me to the highest place where I could was going to wind up paying the most, where I I couldn't go to the lower cost place because that's not how the system was set up. The system was set up to have a very simple oxygen reading that you can buy on Amazon for 40 bucks. You know, I had to go to the emergency room to get that because the other, your regular doctor or whatever you want to call it, urgent care or Instacare, whatever you want to call it, does not have the that available for you. Unreal, unreal people. I'm just saying, advocate for yourself. Ask questions, don't just, don't just rely on them because they are experts. Just talk to yourself. You know your body better than anyone. Ask God for help to find the right person in that whole system that is going to give you some true information. And he will guide you, he did guide me. And thank you God for those lessons learned. Um, so yeah, most definitely all things shall work together for my good, for your good. If we still try and keep God in the loop of the decisions we're trying to make. Um, and then the last one here, who was Vienna Jacks? Well, apparently someone that was very willing to follow God and be very obedient. And if I'm going to leave you with something from this whole uh, lesson, it is the lesson that I have learned well, is that the only, the only being that I can rely on 100% because he is perfect and almighty and all powerful and who he created me, the earth, everything that I'm currently living, nobody knows me better than he. If I owe 100% obedience to anyone on the planet or existence or eternities, it is God. It is God and Jesus Christ. Only, only, how many of you and I have been disappointed by putting our trust on even the closest of people, even our own flesh and blood and we have been so disappointed and hurt by so many of them. 
I am telling you, the only ones we can ever trust 100% on is God our Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So this person, Vienna Jacks, apparently was one of those that once she heard truth, she was obedient to the core. And that is what I hope to be. So it says here, Vienna Jacks was born on June 10th, 1787 in Massachusetts, a woman of faith who had considerable financial means. Vienna first met the missionaries in 1931 after obtaining a spiritual witness that their message was true. She traveled to meet the prophet in Kirtland, Ohio, where she was baptized. Vienna obeyed the Lord's counsel to her in Doctrine and Covenants 90. 28 to 31 her consecration to the lord including donations she had made earlier in kirtland came at a crucial time for the church when leaders were trying to purchase the land where the kirtland temple would be built vienna was faithful and not idle throughout her life and was eventually able to settle down in peace in the salt lake valley where she died at 96. So um, this was a very obedient to God, faithful woman. And that is what I hope to be. That is what we need to be to make it out of this mess. He is the only one that is not going to lead us astray. He is the only true expert. And so... um, I'm going to read to you what Vienna was commanded to do, and um, and she did it out of her own willingness. Nobody had to, um, you know, brainwash her to to do this. Uh, it says, and again, verily I say unto you, it is my will that my handmaid Vienna Jacks should receive money to bear her expenses and go up unto the land of Zion, and the residue of the money may be consecrated unto me, and she be rewarded in mine own due time. Verily I say unto you that it is meet in mine eyes that she should go up unto the land Zion and receive an inheritance from the hand of the bishop, that she may settle down in peace inasmuch as she is faithful and not idle in her days from thenceforth. So she helped the prophet God sent her to help the prophet. She didn't even know she was being part of that necessarily, but she, God sent her to help the prophet and the apostles at a certain time that they needed to purchase certain lands. And her blessing was that God made sure that later in her life she was going to be taken care of and live a peaceful life until she died. God took care of her. God will take care of you and I when we are obedient. I know that has happened. That is happening in my life currently. There is no way, no way, no way that I could have what I currently have without him. There is no way, no way. He has guided me, shown me what jobs to get, what job to leave behind. 
has shown me the path where I need to go to grow the most and push myself the most. He has helped me figure out my finances in a way that makes all my bills work. I don't have much, but I have everything I can 